Sweet. Welcome back to the Strongman Say podcast. It's been quite some time and I started getting internet abuse. You get any internet abuse <laughs> over it? A uh, couple of people. Yeah, yeah. We're just like, where's the next yeah, one? Where, where, what, what happened? Uh, I blamed you. Yeah, I'm like Tyson, Tyson's a dad now. Like, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have time for all you people. <laughs> it's just like Monday is like the only day that I'm not committed to taking client sessions or that sort of stuff. So yep. Monday is my like flexible do this stuff that doesn't pay the bills kind of work. Yep. Um, and makes zero money, costs us money. In, um, in saying that, I've done if something impedes with training right now, yeah. I, don't, I don't do it. Yeah. Someone's totally. like, do you want to go do this and you can just train earlier? No. Yeah, so like <laughs> I said to you, I was like, look, we can do the podcast, but it just means I won't get to train. Yeah. Because I've been looking after Colt because grandma was overseas. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're back. We're back. We'll keep trying to punch out these every fortnight. Although we did say before we started, we were like, yep. what, what else do we talk about once we've done a few of these outside of keep lifting, progressively overload, don't eat like an asshole. Don't eat like an asshole. <laughs> Make sure you recover and just keep doing it. Yep. It's like this week's Strongman Say episode, we're going to talk about how Lee and I are trialing intermittent fasting. <laughs> the next fad, do a Mark Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're now using hip circles and doing keto. Yeah, it's almost time to take up running for three weeks again. <laughs> Nasal strips. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful. I will. It probably will help. <laughs> yeah. Probably will help. <laughs> Um, there's a fair bit that's been going on, not like overly heaps. Um, we said that before our last podcast, there was sort of like after those big comps, there's like a little bit of a lull, there's yep. a moment to catch a breath. And now we're starting to see the qualifiers and stuff start to pick up again. Uh, we had obliterate on the weekend just gone. Yep. Which, um, relative success, I think. Yeah. I didn't see qualifiers for OSG. Yeah. Like a lot of qualifiers for OSG. I yeah. Think I didn't see anything really metric. posted. Um, but all the score sheets and stuff went up after. Yeah. Because the comp was done and I'm like, no one's posted anything. I've seen like three people's mm -hmm. lists. Were there many competitors? Uh, I didn't see like the competitor list. Somewhere in the 20s, I think. Okay. So hips. less than the year before. Yeah. But the year before was like the New Year's Eve down at Taz. Yeah. It was like a big sort of weekend. Yeah. Away yeah. And, type thing. And then like at the same time, probably like it's not really a – competition competition per se like it is but it isn't like everyone's trying to break records and stuff so probably it, it attracts a select few that want to do eight events and max out yeah in a single day <laughs> and a lot it's of a niche other, market yeah. everyone's like you gonna do it i'm like oh <laughs> yeah i won't be able to do anything for three months mm. or it just depends on like triaging like what else is coming up is yeah. it important to blow your load on a day yeah if you've already qualified kind of deal yeah, that too. Yeah, unless there's a specific record that you really want to go for. Yeah, and you just come in and do the one record. Which everyone also knows our feelings. About doing <laughs> <On> that. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think Still have to do everything I think else. we've covered, yeah. I think we've covered that enough. Yeah. Um, you can oh. sandbag everything else, but you have to do it. Yeah, yeah, you have to do it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And then, like, who wants to sandbag six events or seven events? Yeah, if you sandbag three events, people probably aren't going to cheer very hard for yeah. your, <laughs> the, for your the record. one record that you go for. Yeah, um, and notably, the OSG, and we have quite a lot of international lifters. Um, mm. Listen, quite a lot actually. Yeah. Um, so the OSG events came out. Yeah. Uh, thoughts, feelings on the events. At first, I didn't know, and then everybody started being like, "They're really good events for you," and I'm like, "Are they?" 
they don't feel they never feel like they're good events <laughs> yeah. for you kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like you're like, well, I'm not terrible at that. Yeah. Um, it depends on the weights. Yeah, the load I think is the huge one. Like, the loads make the big difference. Um, I always want to see more events. So like now that there's six instead of seven, I'd yeah. rather seven. I'd rather eight. I'd rather ten. Like flying. The more that I can do, the better. Yeah, flying over and having to spend the money for sort of like two events in the finals. This is yep. the only thing that I quite I don't mind the events. So the first day log medley and, and overhead medley, overhead and medley and frame frame carry into stone yep. carry. Yep, I think we all know how I feel about the stone carry. Um, yeah, frame go on your Instagram great. and yeah. watch you carry stones. <laughs> I don't think you can. Deleted. <laughs> yeah. um, frame carry is good. Uh, stone carry, depending on the load and stuff. I think the stones will be probably kinder than what they were. Um, yeah. I would imagine so. Um, I think they're meant to be loadable somewhat. So I think they're going to have stones and then a way to add plates. Yeah. Which means that it won't get stupidly big. Yeah. Um, means all the men's sizes might be the same size. Yeah, consistent. Yeah. Um, so that, that's obviously the first day. The second day, deadlift medley and the go ruck medley. Yep. Um, medley's great. Yep. Like deadlift's fine. Um, carry medley's always fun. Um, I imagine knowing OSG is going to be a drag or push or something disgusting as well as some yeah. carrying because they usually do something like that. Uh, the overhead medley being standard submit, great advantage for Australians as well. Yeah. Um, obviously having the opportunity to use a lot of the equipment, which is great. Yeah, huge advantage, especially the block's just going to be slightly different yeah. to what the Mouser block is and yeah. stuff in the States. Mm-hmm. It'll just feel different. The yeah. yoke press, yeah. that particular yoke press, yeah. feels very different to any normal yoke press. Shh. <laughs> Don't give it all. Yeah. Oh, if that's so much better. Yeah, it's so it's much, so much easier. easier. <laughs> it kind of is. It swings less. I think it swings less than because the load's in the middle. It's a wobbly, but it yeah, I reckon it that makes it tip more, kick a lot more. Yeah. It doesn't bounce back and hit you in the head when you drop it. I've yet to do that, and I've trained like yoke press at three different comps mm. and managed to keep my teeth somehow. It's not that dangerous. Yeah, interesting. Just I mean, don't let go. Most people won't be privy to this, but they just changed the yoke press out of the World Grand Prix and Ultimate Strongman because of the danger it poses, um, which maybe on a normal yoke, it does bounce back a little bit. Yeah. But if you're conscious about not dropping the yoke and keeping your hands on it, it should be pretty safe for anyone yeah. who... I've seen heaps of people smack themselves in the face with it. Mm. But, yeah, they just weren't expecting it and they just dropped it and relaxed. Yeah. And it flung back and they weren't ready. Yeah, you drop it on the front foot. Yep. <laughs> and then it's going to yep. kick back. <laughs> Which sucks for the Grand Prix because that was a fun event. Really fun event. I like um, the two rounds thing. Yeah. It's like you, it's heavy and you do one rep of four different implements. And then start again. Yeah, and rather than go, oh, we'll rep out on one at the end that's light, we'll just keep everything heavy and you can just do it twice. Yeah. Europeans love a medley. I saw that and I was like, that's clever. It's eight reps. It's yeah. a big event, yeah. but it's still heavy. They're all big events in that comp. The last, the final is huge. Yeah. <laughs> like the final event is wild. Uh, anyway, OSG. Uh, then the last, so the final is uh, the sandbag throw and the stone run. Yep. So all good events, all good strongman events. Um, yeah. I just didn't want to go over for another Viking. Yeah. Viking press out is. And everyone keeps saying that they love it. Yeah. But I just find it so boring, boring to train. To train, and it's a boring thing to go across and do. It just yes. feels like half a half an event. Like those four events, those four final events, they're fun events to train. 
Yeah. Um, and like sandbags are fun. Like it's all fun events to train. If I was looking at like looking down the barrel of training for a comp for like eight weeks or something like that. My only, uh, not grievance, because I like the OSG promoters a lot, mm. um, but two events in the finals, one being a sandbag throw, is yep. a little rough on competitors when there's like, cool, top final 10, you got to, if someone is sort of on the back foot, it was nice having yeah. three events, like it would be good to still have a yoke in there, it would still have like, I'm saying yoke because it's me, or like an overhead, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Normally there's two overheads. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like having another overhead event or something in there that, gives opportunity to spread points yep. but also like the sandbag is not a great key event it's a good additional event yeah but you don't want to ride overall standings on someone missing a bag still their yeah. job as a strong man right to get them all and to be and execute well but your day's over if you fuck that sandbag it's an event that you could play out 10 different days in a row and, and it get might be 10, re- 10 different results yeah and when if you're if you win if you smoke the first two days and you smoke the stone run. Yep. And something happens on that sandbag run. You know what I mean? Like you miss grab it. You yep. just don't nail the, like one of the throws. <laughs> puts pressure on that sandbag. And it goes downhill fast. You've only really got six proper attempts. Yeah. Once you miss one. Yeah. 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 You're not getting it on the eighth or the yep. ninth attempt. No. Nah. So no I find that interesting, but um, yeah, great events. And a huge one thing that's worth mentioning is the Australian team. Yeah, this would be the deepest by far in numbers, but also like being competitive. Yeah. Like looking at people compared to the results last year. Yeah. It's like in every division, it's like we've got someone that can like hopefully crack finals. I would say there'd be finalists in Australian finalists in every category. Yeah. Or like close well. to, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it's the first year that we've got, well, Pending everybody goes. But it'll be the first year we have any open men go to True. OSG. We've never had an open men's competitor. And the OSG... We've had everything else, I think. OSG heavies. It's basically giant slive. It would like be good. I think it's a really good opportunity to see how the Australian heavyweights show up and put up. Because... I think that's the reason why we haven't seen any go over and do no, it. No, because... As they look at it and go, fuck that. Legitimately. Yeah. Like I, the first time I went to OSG, um, when I went and watched the heavies, at the time in Australia, I thought not a chance our heavyweights would compete here. No. Like they, they wouldn't compare. Even the carry events. Yeah, just everyone the, was the, just the speed. It was too heavy. The speed, that was strong. The deadlifts yep. were up there and those mandalies. Like it was just wild. But we have Josh Pataka, who's a current Australia's strongest man in yep. there. We have Jordan Osborne. Yep. Um, in the list there as well, who was the year before. So that's two great representatives and two people who can move and shake it with some heavy boys but have yep. good static strength. So I think they're good representatives. Um, you know, like when you look at our heavyweights, traditionally we've had some good heavyweights that are strong but probably have some deficits. Do you know what I mean? Like We've, uh, had, we've had one or the other. We've had one or the other. Like an Eddie, Eddie who can move better than most people yep. would dream to move. Yeah, um, and statically not there. Statically not quite on the world level. But then we had guys who are and guys who are quite strong who even still are currently representing Australia who are quite strong statically, but like have a bit of trouble like moving it with the best guys. Yeah, you'd have like Coco or somebody like yeah. deadlift overhead yeah. do really well, but like the way those guys run and a yoke. Like Fadi, great yeah. example of like super fucking strong. Yep. But like if you put him in a medley at OSG, like yep. he's he's having a hard time keeping up still. Yeah. 
Um, where those two boys should be like a good mix. They're good, yep. good representatives for the heavyweights. We've got Carl, um, Camilla, uh, Nah, obviously, uh, repeat offender at OSG um, and has won it. Emily, um, uh, Lee Shaw, Raisa, Nicole White, Nicole Greenwich. Uh, we've got Katie, Jessica, Joe, Muhammad, Josh, Megan Clark, Mike Black, and Bryce Purton all on that list. Um, so mm. a big list. Huge list. Yeah. And there's a few little try to do online. Qualifiers as well. Yeah. Yeah. So potentially more as well, which is huge. Yeah. I think there's another, there's three more that I can think of at least. Yeah. That want to do the online qualifier. Yeah. yeah. And across a probably more. Yeah. Probably more will have a crack, especially if there's that many going over. Yeah. Um, but that's a really cool thing for Australia to be finally sort of putting big numbers over to represent the country. Yeah. At like the international level. Cool. Yeah, I think for years someone from Australia would do well, and they're just like, "Where are they from?" Yeah, they go, "Oh, yeah. they do strongman over there." Yeah, oh cool. Well, there was always like two they're or three bad. of us. Yeah, two or three of us go over. You know, um, everyone's shocked that it's from Australia. Whereas mm. now we might actually bring a decent enough team where people go, "Oh yeah, they're actually pretty good over there." Yeah, which is like cool. their standard is as good as anywhere else. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so Team Australia definitely something to look out for I think which would be yep. really cool and see how many people like once the loads are released and stuff and yeah up and hopefully go over. it's just heavy because there is no max event there is no real like big yeah I'm hoping thing. it's quite heavy yeah so it's gonna have to be heavy to yeah. like make up for that fact yeah the way Lynn talks is like everyone will do the barbell and the overhead medley but like not many will do the block yeah is his goal I don't know what that means for how oh. heavy a block press mm. is yeah be very curious to see the loads. The loads yeah. will make a big difference. Yeah. Like in terms of whether I think you see it as a good year to spend the money. Yeah. Like whether it's going to be a good representation of like, cool, it's heavy enough where I think that like it's going to weed people out. <laughs> Just need the block and the last deadlift bar to both be about like – Roughly where my max is. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I can just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love personally to be like just above what I'm capable of doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that would motivate me a yep. lot more. Do you know what I mean? Like if it was like fucking game on. Yeah. Um, Maybe he needs to look at um all the check comps where you had like a 400 kilo elephant bar. Yeah. To finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The like yoke's like 450. The yoke's 450. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. Like that's that's fun. Yeah. Um, and like you see some of the guys, like uh, Ultimate Strongman Worlds yep. is still yet to be confirmed at mm. all, which is frustrating um, because they're doing 105, 90s, and maybe like middleweight females as well, I believe. All in one. They advertise? I think so. That's the Paris. Yeah, but it's not Paris apparently. It's being changed. The dates are like looking at getting changed. Yep. I don't know. Very frustrating. But they're, they're always quite heavy comps. Yeah. Um, and when you look at like that, they're the opposite. They're simple, like log, simple and log heavy reps, and it's your two rep max. Simple and heavy. Yeah, yeah, which is fun. Um, but there's also a lot of qualifiers. So that's obviously the top end of the country's strongman. But a lot of qualifiers coming up. Yep. Yeah, we've got Queensland's what three, four weeks, something like that. Yep. Um, South Australia's coming up. Western one. Australia. Yep. Yeah. So they're all starting to like be within that like training time. Yeah. Which is going to be exciting because the back end of the year has got a lot of qualifiers. Um, People are going to start up. losing spots to qualify for next year. People underestimate so the points system. People will start system. rushing. Yeah. 
I think a lot of people who aren't at the top of the game are hoping to place first and second. Yep. And are probably underestimating the competition in terms of there's only two spots at each comp to get. Yep. And I don't think they're looking at the fact that if they want to be at middleweight series or an equivalent comp, they're going to have to do a few. Yep. And that's how to play the game. Yeah, you have to travel. And probably early. Unless you back yourself to be like one of the best. Yep. Like Queensland's will be super competitive. Yeah, across most of the weight classes. V, yeah, across, yeah, I agree. Like that'll yeah. be super competitive. Like VSM will be super competitive. It's like two yep. days. There's heaps of people in there. Yep. Um, like people, people will be traveling to the comp that suits them as yep. well. So not necessarily the best guys from Queensland will be there for that comp. They might be in Victoria. The best guys that'll strict press a log will probably be go, there. Go, go. <laughs> yeah. And the guy that want, everyone that wants to bench will do VIX. Or like do a monster dumbbell. We'll be at, yeah. Uh, that can't deadlift. Yeah, head. that can't deadlift. If you can't deadlift, you're at VIX. Um, I, I see people in like that group too. Yeah. Look through the heavyweight men and you're like, yep, shit deadlift. Yeah. Great bench. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Ideal. And then a lot of um, independent promoters putting on some comps and stuff too outside of like the Federation banners. Yep. Um, ASA Nats is coming up. It's 10 weeks away. Yeah. Um, so that that's going to be interesting. Um, obviously like a, a good amount of crew still invested in like the ASA side of stuff. And, yep. Uh, I think they're just promotion sides is lacking. I'm unsure a whether the promotion more, side I is... I follow them on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. Like, but I guess mostly I look at Instagram for all the comps are like Facebook event pages. Mm. But most promotion stuff and like everything else, I, like I don't scroll through Facebook. No. It's just got like family, friends and comps. Yeah. That's all I use it for. Yeah. Um, Instagram seems to be the easiest thing and the stories and everything else. Yeah. So they don't do a lot on there. So then I don't see a lot. Yeah. I didn't know whether it was like a bias because like a lot of my clients want to do the qualifications to get to the high, those higher comps. Yep. So I don't see them as much. I've got a client doing the ASA yeah. Nats and stuff as well. So that's why I kind of knew about it. But otherwise, I probably wouldn't have even known that it was happening. Yep. Um, so maybe the promotional side of stuff. Also, like, I'm not sure. They still run grassroots comps, but I think it's very centralized to mostly north. Yep. Um, not a lot down here as well. So being... Nah, there's pockets in New South. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, it, like, yeah. depending on what state you are, you're going to be exposed to a lot more, a lot different um, yep. competitions and stuff as well. So, But that's still happening. And then... Like independent promoters just running comps, which yeah, you got I New South Wales strongest, yeah, October, yeah, yeah. And I think we still need to remember that those are really important to get behind. Those people who give opportunities to people to compete that are easier, low barrier entry as well. Yeah. Um, it's really important to make sure that like there's so many competitors, and not everyone's going to want to do AS comps. Yeah, not everyone's going to be interested or have access to AS comps. Not everyone's going to want to do ASA comps, but like some people who train at the gym who just want to try strongman or have their crew, whatever it is, everyone's got their like little piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Everyone's strongman in Australia is different and yeah. looks different. So it's important to make sure that like it is as harmonious as possible. Yeah. But it's also like, it's, it's a shit thing to do if someone's new in the sport and they're like, I want to do a comp. What do I do? And because you look at, well, this is the best thing that gets you to the best thing. Yeah. And these are the people that I like and these are the people that I do it with. You should go jump in Queensland and they look at 90 competitors and go, this is my second comp. It's like, yeah. like I'm not telling my athletes to jump in a comp based on that comp. I'm judging on like their ability and everything like totally. that. That's and they're like, oh, there's a local one here. It's a qualifier for this and this. Yeah. I'm like, go do that. 
Totally. I think it's that's fun. probably the, good. the better key. Fun comp, low pressure, a lot of those comps. Yeah. Maybe less competitors. Fantastic. When it's new news, like, and it's like it's easier to meet people. Some people just like leaving this gym to go to a different gym for a comp is stressful as fuck. Yeah. Like new gym, new environment, yeah. new people. So like having it filled with 100 plus competitors. And everybody's on top of it too. Like everybody's organized. So it's like, yeah, warm up, you're out, this and that. Yeah. Whereas like a smaller comp might be slower. Well, the good thing about the qualifiers is they're the key comp now, but you've also got a lot of those like independent gym comps that are sort of still tied into those. Like we yep. run Battle on the Bay, Northside down here have theirs. Like there'll be a lot of other comps sort of popping up as well yep. that kind of lead up in like Stronghouse in Victoria. So there's sort of three comps that should be kind of a little bit more chill. Yeah. Um, which is good. Um, but then there's a lot of other ones. Each state heaps so i think it's important to remember when you're trying to choose a comp it's like what level are you at what do you want what are you going to enjoy when you're yep. starting off with you can have your sets of high or look at the guys competing at and guys and girls competing at middleweight series or asm and asw and stuff and it's fantastic and know the pathways but it's like well what do i want to do right now yeah you know like what's easy for me to kind of get into um what's the easiest way for me to develop a community as well within yep. strongman because sometimes it's probably you're training hard. out of your shed. Yeah. You don't know anyone. <laughs> yeah. So. Sometimes it's harder to jump into those bigger comps and really like yep. meet or like engage with a lot of people because a lot of people there compete and it's very busy. Yep. Um, where you might find that you have a better experience with an independent promoter or you might find that you really love doing the bigger comps. So um, it's just kind of finding your own little groove within yep. the community side of stuff. But there's, we had that lull, everyone took a breath and now things are starting to kick back up and there's a lot of independent comps, a lot of qualification comps, a whole bunch. So yeah, And some big world comps coming up too. Mm, yeah, it's like almost every second weekend. There's it's something, go time. Something. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> Like we know. <laughs> it's program time too. Yeah, I look at the calendar <laughs> and I'm just like, God. <laughs> um, speaking of big comps, chaos yeah, classic. Uh, three weeks. Three weeks away. Two training weeks left for Mr. Shaw. Yep. Get behind him. Make sure you tune in. Uh, Chaos Promotions. Make sure you get a T-shirt. Uh, make sure you jump to Lee's OnlyFans. Promote, uh, make sure to support him on there. Yep. Uh, money in his pocket or his waistband, preferably. To get <laughs> <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. Crack. PayPal if you want. He'll send feet pics. Um, yep. Does requests. <laughs> does do requests. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in all seriousness, that was serious. Uh, <laughs> UK coming up. Yep. So you're flying over. You're going to throw up and put up with 30 of the best if everyone shows up under 90 kilo category lifters in the world right now, yep. including some big names, including some of the people who have won OSG, pretty much every comp, ultimate strongman. Every 90 comp, yep. there's winners, world champions. There's multiple world champions in that list. There's multiple there's, world record holders yeah, in that list. Everyone's um, got everyone's got a resume. Yes. <laughs> everyone's got a resume. Yeah. yeah. Pretty fat one too. Yep. Um, how are you feeling? Pretty good. Pretty tired. Yeah. But like I said it to you the other day, like it just gets to a point where you're going in, you're doing the lifts and sort of like everything's peaked, everything feels good. Mm. Weights are moving well, but they're not progressively moving like better and better and better. Yep. It's just like fine tuning stuff and being consistent. Yeah. Um, probably the amount I can get done in a week is a lot more than it used to be. Yeah. Like I can do all six events and basically at comp weight and by the end of the week I'm cooked, but I still move it. Yeah. Whereas previous comps, I would have not been able to do yoke one week. I would have sure. not been able to do farmers one week yep. or something like that. 
or yep. I would have had a really shit session. Mm-hmm. My bad session is like I get one or two reps less than what I want yep. and my yoke is slow and my foot hurts. Your strength surplus is up and your yep. recovery capacity is higher because of that yep. as well. Yeah. Um, but then there's some things like we talked about power stairs. I'm like it feels fine. I go up the stairs, I duck walk it, but I don't feel quicker than what I did four weeks ago. Yeah. Like it just kind of, it just is what it is. Are you going, do you have like one more training week and like a tape a week? Are you going to push right through and then just deload? Depends how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to taper next week, at least off some things. It yep. just depends how this week goes, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's at a point where like log, I know I can do 150. Yeah. I know I can't do 160. Mm-hmm. Like things have to line up really well mm. for that to be on the cards. Yeah. So I can warm up and do basically the comp conditions, 120, 130, 140, 150. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's like, jump. do I put more weight on and just clean it? Uh-huh. Or do I just call it there as a successful day? Yeah. Like the event's kind of done. Yeah. I just need to be able to replicate that and do like multiple singles yeah. at a top weight. Um, the deads has fluctuated a little bit. I've gone like a heavier week, a lighter week. Yep. Um, so I might hit comp weight this week. Cool. But if I warm up and it feels terrible, I'll probably go, oh, just maybe I'll do it next week. Yeah. I'd like to taper off deads next week. Yeah, I think deadlifts are those ones that you want to be freshish for. Yeah, I'd still do it on Tuesday or Wednesday, and the comp's not till Sunday. Yeah. So it's a good, like, week and a half. Yeah, like 10, 10, 12 days is nice. But it would just be nice to tick it off this week and go, all right, that's, I'm not touching an <laughs> axle deadlift again <laughs> until comp. Yeah. I'm not putting the suit on again yeah. until comp, and Ideal. then it's done. Yeah. Uh, do you have any picks for, like, podium, like top three? Do you have any feelings or no? No idea. Mm. Um, no one's posting that much, yep. which makes it hard. I can only go off like what I've seen. Would you take a guess at the top spot? Do you think there's two people contending hard for the top spot? It's hard on those events because there's um, there's like Gav over in the UK. or He's not UK. He's – I actually can't remember what country he's from. He had the deadlift world record mm-hmm. at one stage. Moves super quick with farmers and yoke. Mm-hmm. Like – Long arms. Yep. Log is right back. I think 130 is like the best. Yeah. So across the other five events, they seem great for him. Yep. I've seen none of his training. Um, but if he can only get a 130 log, like that could be bottom five. 30 people. Yeah, 25 people could get 140 plus. Yeah. There's just so many people that like yeah. everyone I see has one event and like mine's the same. Everyone has one event that it's like you could come – People discount twenty eighth in that event. People because we don't often get the opportunity to do this yep. discount the difference. Twenty five to thirty competitors sharing points makes, especially on those difference. events like the yoke is not ridiculously heavy into the sandbag. Mm, it's quick, you fumble the sandbag, it costs you five seconds. That could be ten places. Mm-hmm. I agree. That was Ohio when you did like the yoke run. <sighs> Way to bring it up. <laughs> it's a good example. <laughs> Yeah, I, think, I think I think went over it's that great, year or one of the other example. years and yeah. she had the exact same thing. She was like slightly ahead of I think it was like Mel Peacock. Like her and somebody else were like neck and neck. And I think she dropped hers. I was way out in front and of the group. Whoever that person was mm-hmm. came third. Yeah. And because she just had that quick drop and repick, it was like twelfth or something. It's fourteenth. Yeah. And I would probably would have won. Yeah. Eric was one of my strongest events. Yeah, and you pick it up quick. Yeah. But it's Everyone, five seconds. It wasn't heavy enough where like everyone's running it. Yep. It's like everyone's bolting with that yoke. But if you played it safe, you probably would have come 14th. 
Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> if you were like slow and steady, wins the race. I don't know how to doesn't... play it safe. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go. Yeah. Uh, those, those, those events, slow and steady, don't win the race. No, 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 it's... no. Not when it's that light. You got to go. Yeah. So there's a lot of events like that, like power stairs, where everyone's just going to have to be reckless. There's too many people to like. I was talking about it with one of the other guys, and he was like, it's basically a full send comp because you can't really go, I'll just go into the deadlift and do eight reps, and that'll give me good mm. points. Nah there's too many people like there's going to be so many jams that every event you're going to have to just go all out and just see where it falls. Mm. Um, So I don't know. Be nice to beat John Hack because he's not a strong man. (sighs) Yeah. And a lot of people were just like, oh, well, at least he is a strong man. (laughs) He's a very strong man. He's a strong boy. (laughs) A very strong boy. (laughs) Um, So it's it's hard. Like, fuck, you would think based on the fact that where strong man came from. <laughs> like that's if what it was. Strong man, you'll yeah, do pretty you, well. You, you should be able to do pretty well. I know specificity carries a long way, but like the events aren't like overly He does like a set of ten on the axle deadlifts, mm. but doesn't wear a suit. And that's kind of where he's at. Like I don't yeah. know if he's gonna get much more. Yeah. But then there's multiple guys that can pull three eighty that are wearing a suit. Sure. Are more conditioned to Rep out, hitch, yeah. grind, yeah. Use, utilize their time It'll better. Be very interesting. Like I can do six reps in thirty seconds, yeah, and then it's what you do with the next thirty seconds. Whereas he's just like a comfy ten, yeah, until it gets hard, yeah. So he might go in thinking oh, I'll win the deadlift event, and someone else will like rip in, have a break, rip in, and they might etch him out potentially. Be interesting, yeah. Um, question for you, and um, we were talking about this earlier. Um, in terms of setting up Australian athletes, and this, I guess, came up from something you're talking about with like Obliterate. Uh, do you think in the country we do a good job of, because with so many OSG competitors uh, going over, do you think in general the country does a good job of preparing athletes for overseas comps and conditions? I think we're a lot stricter here than what, they yeah. are overseas. Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? I think sometimes it's good to be overprepared. And then I think sometimes being too overprepared is like holding people back. Sure. In a way. Um, Examples? Like we haven't had belt cleans in forever. Mm-hmm. Where overseas, it's yeah. very common to get a belt clean. Yeah. So then we look at our numbers and go, well, I can only hit this. Mm-hmm. But then you look at like the amount of sleeves, gear they're wearing, belt yeah. cleaning, weights up. Like our numbers look bad compared to theirs. Yeah. Um, and then say if you go over and you have a rep event and you don't know how to belt clean because yep. you've never been able to train for it or use it in a comp, yep. you're at that disadvantage. Sure. I use belt cleans as an example because I don't like them and I don't use them. Yeah, we also said this earlier. <laughs> like I can't belt clean, so I don't care. Yeah, um, and that's because I spent yeah. the whole time doing the sport where I wasn't allowed. Mm. Um, we had comps where it couldn't even touch. No, like wasn't it wasn't allowed to touch scraped on the way up, they yes. like put it back down. Um, which it didn't matter because not many of us were going overseas. No. But I think now it's a hard one of like, do we relax everything? Even like down calls and things like that. Mm. Like you go to OSG and the ref is 30 metres sitting in a chair at the deadlift thing and you're doing deadlifts and he's just sort of going. That was a bit, that was a bit too like, much. Like the dumbbell? That was. From last year? Everyone's dumbbells like out to the side. Um, a couple of guys did the swing and press I, I think there's definitely should be some 
This is the hard thing. I think the debate for congruency in strongman is a yep. tough one because yep. our sport is based on the fact that there isn't a whole heap of congruency across the board. Yeah. And that's what makes it kind of fun. So I think the promoters should in all rights. Like I don't think it should be belt cleans in every comp. No, I think I you should be allowed it, to say. I don't think it should be cut no, and dry. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like I think it's like, cool, if it's a particular comp or it's like if you call deadlift suits is the other one, right? Where we yeah. don't got, get it a lot in Australia, which I don't think is necessarily a good thing because in terms of preparedness for overseas, it's mm. like, okay, cool, you can go over, overseas, you're allowed to wear a suit and everyone goes, well, fuck, we're never allowed to wear suits here, so I never buy them. And I don't have a suit. Don't know how to use. And one. I don't know how to use one because I haven't bought one because I can't use it in comps. Yep. And then you're underprepared, right? Or you just buy the wrong size because you have no one to ask. Yeah. And it was the same thing as like um, that period where we weren't allowed to use figure eights. Yeah. Well, that where like, overseas you're allowed to wear figure eights pretty much all the time. I think Arnold's banned it for a little while. Yeah. Right? Ohio and banned it for and the we pros. took that on. They banned it for the pros and then the amateurs mm -hmm. and then because we were like our big comp was Arnold's. Yeah. Then we took that on. Well, yeah. Our federation essentially was Arnold Strongman Australia. Yeah. That thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Represent that old thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think we then took that on and then just kind of kept it. Yeah. Arnold didn't happen anymore. And it was just a case of like, no, nah, we don't like figure eights. Yes. And I hate the rule of like arguing a fact of like a ruling because it's unsafe. Mm. I mean, I'm sure there's something that is really unsafe that's, like, kind of just dumb. But I think it did happen. I think that's why it happened. Oh, yeah, people passed out and they were still connected yeah. to the bar. Yeah, I think this is. I think that's why they got banned. <laughs> but I've, se I've seen people try to throw kegs over bars and the keg comes back and hits them in the head yeah, or the sure. sandbag hits yeah. them in the head. Or, yeah. like, I think it's a sport. It's just you lift heavy stones to, like, 1.5 metres, but mm. then you're, like, figure eights, they're a bit, they're a bit of a hazard. Mm. Like, you let people go and lift stones, like, barefoot, basically. Yeah, yeah. I so, I don't know. It's just not a safe sport. So, it just yep. seems really weird for me, for them to just pick one thing and go, that's too far. Yeah. And I'm like, that guy's diet's not safe. <laughs> but you let him come and run. <laughs> like, he's going to die. Like, his blood pressure's too yeah. high. <laughs> yeah. So, I think a congruency is a hard one in the sport because, like, it is founded on being kind of, be able to lift anything, anytime. Yep. In any modality, too. Yeah. Right? Well, Which that's, is that's congruent. Just... Pick it up any yeah, way anything that you goes. Want. Yeah. So it's like, do you standardize the sport out to its like, uh, not, I mean, it's always going to be strong man, but like, do you standardize it to the nth degree or do is it mm. just free for all and competitors and athletes or like, sorry, promoters and athletes, <laughs> promoters are, can choose yeah. exactly what rules they're going to use. Right. And yeah. I think that's still a good way to go depending on the promoter's decision. But I think there should be some flexibility in terms of like, like mixing it up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like put some suits in some comps and like put some bell cleans in a comp if you wish to because like if it's preparing people for the next stage or going overseas, mm. then that should be it. I mean, there should be consistent judging across the board. Like a lockout is a lockout. Yeah. And like if the rules say don't drop it, don't drop it. Yeah. For example, like yeah. the OSG stuff where like there's like don't drop the barbells and you see pe four people do a barbell uh, ladder. Mm. And it's like if one person gets away with dropping the barbell, it's world comp. Well, they kind of just let it. So it just happened. For a couple of years. 100%. Yeah. Um, and then at every year it was just like, yeah, you're allowed to drop it. Yeah. And so, and the same with like the monster dumbbell lockouts and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So um, I think like rules should be consistent in terms of write the rules, be consistent with the judging and make sure everyone's on top of that. Yeah. Um, I think you just need to be very thorough with like 
the rules. But then the referees have to be very on top of enforcing it. Because it's, sp- it's a sport where, like, it's all about being efficient and kind of, like, to some degree cheating your way out of an event. But You have at, to be at, as quick as possible point. within the parameters. Like, you're going to try and get away with getting yeah. to the next implement as quickly as I've possible. I've heard of people where there's, like, a max distance front carry and then put it on their shoulder and carry it. And they're yeah. like, you can't do that. And they're like, well, you didn't say it in the rules. Yeah. We know. It's a max distance carry. Yeah, like. It's not this. <laughs> yeah, there's, um, a, there's a probably a point there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're so just taking the piss. Like, yeah. you know, if you've trained in strongman long enough, you kind of know that a max distance carry, they don't like you put it on your shoulder. Yeah, but like, people try it because oh, they're yeah. like, it's not in the rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's hard. It's a it's a difficult sport. That's why it's a difficult sport to like quantify yeah. and uh, standardize because it's mm. designed not to be. So yeah. that's why there's so much like conjecture around like records and competitions and standards and competition specifications or, like of yeah. equipment because like there's this category of like maybe they want to standardize it. There's a category that are like, no, it's strong man, right? Yeah. So it's like the stone argument where it's like, oh, well, let's keep getting the stone smaller and let's keep lifting heavier lifting weight. Heavy weight. Well, that's just kind of like cheating the system a little bit, right? Yeah. In my opinion, but then – it's like, well, it's strong, man. It's like whatever the stone is for that comp is right? whatever it is. So it's like congruency across records, are different to competitions. I don't yeah. know. I don't have the answers. I, I just think things. <laughs> you just have questions. I just have questions. I'm just here to ask the questions and probe yeah. the people. <laughs> I think at, as it gets to a higher and higher level, like if you're demanding heavier and heavier weights, mm. it would look better to have suits on, to have figure eights on yep. and have the numbers reflect that. I think if you're looking at if you're looking at world competitions or high I think maybe in an idealized world it would be like you know you've got like intermediate competitions and like your state level competitions but if you're looking at like ASM and like the qualifying comps that will be sending athletes overseas yep. I think then maybe the rules should be starting to reflect like maybe what what the world level competitions are doing or what's the standard across the world yep. and those records and stuff. So when you're sending athletes overseas, they kind of understand what they're the, prepared. Yeah. They're a little bit more prepared maybe, but like I said, I'm just here to ask the questions. <laughs> yeah. No, I think there'll be a good balance eventually, but I think we're definitely on the stricter side. Yes. On a lot of things. Yeah. I think sometimes, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. I but think, it just means you go overseas and you're like, oh, I didn't have to hold it that long. They gave me the down call like sure. as I locked out. Yeah, yeah. If I knew that before I, my 60 seconds started, I probably would have gone. Yeah, but then you relax the, then you relax the rules and people complain. Yeah. And then, like, you know what I mean? Like, how does someone win? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's always like, there's three, four camps within the sport where people yeah. like will jump on and be like, well, that's not a fucking lockout. And then, like, yeah. And then you heard people be like, oh, well, like, Oh gosh, why didn't you get made to hold that so long? That was very strict, or yeah. do you know what I mean? Or like, it's just it's so hard to gauge. Yeah, like we'll suits s- are hard with lockout because you physically can't stand up the same way. Mm. Like if people have cranked on a suit, like their shoulders are pulled forward, they yeah. can't physically like yeah, pull their shoulders for back. sure. But then also, like if someone's doing it to a certain standard, then that should be represented across all the standards, even in a suit, right? Yeah, but the standard might be that that's okay. Yeah, sure. I think it's hard because World's Strongest Man and like Giants Live are relatively relaxed. Yeah. Like too relaxed sometimes. And that's, that is the sport. 
Yeah. What we do that is, is the sport. We, we all do a scaled version Subsidi- of yeah. sport. <laughs> We're not RXing the sport. No. <laughs> we are not. That's the reality. Like, if you look at CrossFit and it's like – cool yeah we're doing the same weights as the best guys like that's crossfit it's like well we're we're definitely not playing the rx game no not at all <laughs> we're playing like what was the um we talked about it once in the podcast like with the mini trucks to the monster trucks you know yeah <laughs> in that baby sport yeah yeah um yeah i think kale beck used to say it years ago because people would complain that a strong man comp's too light mm. they're like nah it's meant to be heavy like we shouldn't be making more weight classes or we shouldn't be like adapting it to people that aren't strong enough, bad luck. And his argument was just like, unless you're doing world's strongest man, you're doing a scaled weaker version. Yeah. The actual sport. Yeah. You're not doing the real sport. Yeah. We've, they've taken it back for you. Yeah. So even if you think like, with a heavy, I'm doing a heavyweight comp. So like, it's like, well, well, nah, that's, that's the heavyweight. You could say that it's under nineties. World's strongest man. It's, it's world's strongest man with an asterisk next to its name. Yeah. Because it's not world's strongest man. Scaled ever. world's strongest man. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's a scaled yeah, yeah. version of yeah. OSG heavyweight yeah. men. Yeah. So I'm doing. You can claim it as being big, tough, and heavy, but it's like, it's still a scaled version because you can't do the big. Yeah. One. The reality is I'm doing box squats and incline barbell push ups. Yeah. To Rich Froning's wall balls and hand release push ups. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing like knees to elbows while they're doing bar muscle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just I've got the band on. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the guy with the band. <laughs> got three resistance bands. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last thing we we're going to talk about today, today's podcast, was just a little bit of training, sort of like wisdom. Mm. Um, and we were sort of discussing the under the underutilization of volume. Yep. And the overutilization of specificity, especially in like, I guess, GPP phases, off season phases, but primarily like looking at or comparing beginner to advanced athletes. We spent a lot of the podcast talking about world level comps and mm. what the standard is, but obviously we're talking a lot about there's these a bunch of great competitions coming up, right? Like at all levels. And some things that we see with uh, whether it's your coach or you're coaching yourself, whatever it might be, and whether you're a coach listening to this, over-prescribing like specific specificity and like comp events as opposed to uh, and like under-programming like volume or strength work, right? Yeah. Yeah, people always, especially with gyms that have access to everything now, mm. beforehand it was easy. You trained at a commercial gym or you trained at a gym that had everything else. Yeah. And then one day a week you would use strongman gear. That's a really good point. Because that's all you could do. Yes. Whereas now, like, I can go do farmers one day, yoke another day, mm. log another day. Like, I can do events every single day in abundance. Yes. Whereas, yeah, back when we started, like, you couldn't do that every day. I ran a powerlifting program. Yeah, and then you would do a, an events day. An events day. And you can only do a couple of hours of that and then you really die anyway. Yeah. So, like, you can't do too much volume. No. And if you do, you only do one thing. So, like, for when I started, I think we did – it was just like a strongman Saturday. Mm. We did three events. Mm. And that was it. And all during the week, it was just everything else. Everything else. Powerlifting yeah. stuff, overhead stuff, even, like – because I came from, like, CrossFit stuff, so it was, like, blended of that yeah. and their sort of accessories and mixed those Everything in. else that gets you fundamentally strong. Yeah. Like, gets your body operating well. Yep. Is oh, – functional. Ugh word well but like it's also like the skill side of things like if you have absolutely no idea how to throw a basketball mm. 
you don't need to do anything particular. You just need to throw it. Yeah. And you'll get better or automatically. Yeah. 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 So like when I do it once a week, I just do stones once a week. And like, I didn't have to really focus on big programming type things yeah. or like specific, like breaking down a stone movement. I just sucked at lifting stones. Yeah. So I just had to do it every week and I got better without having to like overthink it. Yes. And there wasn't a big focus on it. I agree. And then I also think like, if you look at it from like a, maybe the easiest way to think of it is like a powerlifting perspective, like take strong mm. man out of it. Right. Yeah. If you look at it like a general strength or powerlifting perspective, Think about being relatively new to the sport and actually like first or second competition. Like, do you dial back the volume super early for your comp prep? You're only hitting a couple doubles or like a single each session and then some back offs and like some light accessories or do you still push accessories and keep the like back off volume relatively high or do a little bit more practice work at that top end for a little bit longer into that comp? Yep. Like I see so many coaches pull their clients back probably a little bit too early if they're beginner intermediate yep. or drop things way back for like, okay, cool. It's comp prep time. It's like, well, that's, that's what we use for us. Yeah. And just I'm squatting three, I'm heavy. squatting 300. Yeah. It takes me an hour to squat 300. I've got a 70 kilo guy who's squatting 140 for their first comp. Yep. Like that's, that's 15 minutes of his session. Yeah. And then I've got him doing, leg extensions and some RDLs afterwards. Yep. Like that's not enough to get strong. Yeah. And like I, I definitely saw this when I was predominantly powerlifting with certain federations. Like when we looked at um, like a lot of the Melbourne strength guys doing really high frequency, really specific powerlifting stuff. Yep. And their skill was great, but like a lot of them weren't very strong. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of them were very skillful, but they just like didn't have – that underpinning thing of like just sheer volume, just sheer work, just yeah, like it's half their week spent squat bench and at RPE seven and eight. Yeah, if you spend the rest of your life at RPE seven to eight, just doing low, like just skill based stuff, you're not gonna get as strong as you could, especially early on in your um, yeah, like you'll be the so, lifetime intermediate. Yeah, a hundred percent. Just a great. I love that term. Yeah, lifetime <laughs> intermediate with great skill. Yeah, which is fantastic. But like at some point, it's like you got to realize people aren't as fragile as what you think. And I yeah. think like, especially when you're beginning or like you're intermediate, like you can handle a lot more work than you think. Yeah. People think it's all relative. Like 90% for you is 90% for me. It's, it's not. Like effort wise. Yes. But how it affects the body, the nervous system, how your body recovers. No. Yeah. Like I'm not that much bigger. Like mm. my nervous system, like my whole body's recovery organs is not that much bigger than somebody else's no but they're lifting half the amount of weight mm. so it's very hard for them but then they can go back and do it perceived exertion might yeah. be but they will be able to do more work at that and they will be yep. able to recover and hit that again sooner so yep. when you're looking like you're programming and coaching and you're like a beginning intermediate like it's under it's important to understand the scale of like if i'm beginning intermediate i can do a lot more for a lot longer into competitions mm. I probably don't need to deload that much off my accessory stuff. You know what I mean? Like no. if, you, if your top work is heavy for you, but like you're still progressing, I used to do monster workouts when I yeah, started. Yeah, you just keep Keep going. going. Yeah, like monster. Until you can't. And I can't do that now. <laughs> no, know? like I did, even as I was getting stronger, like five days a week was standard. Yeah. And the Saturday was that big strong man day mm. of like three hours of just dying yep. on events. Yeah. And that was repeatedly every week yeah 
I've been able to train five days a week, like five hard days a week. Yeah. For years. Yeah. Because multiple years now, it's just four four heavy days. Yeah. That's it. But then, like in your off seasons and stuff like that, if you're pulling out some of the top end stuff, but even yeah. like it, in fairness, even as you progress and get stronger, your lighter weeks are heavier than your old light weeks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they're still heavy compared to what they were previously, right? So yep. even when you're pulling it back, even though your work capacity and workload should be able to recover from that because you're improving, it still also is still quite a lot harder to recover from, right? Yeah. I mean, once the events are gone, like once this comp's done, like yep. I'm not touching yoke, sandbags, <laughs> power stairs. Yeah. For um, quite some time. Yeah. Going yeah. back to simple stuff like yeah. I always do. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, and then when you get to – when you become good, then mm. – yeah, look, when you do the heavy work, the volume does have to drop back off. You might do less accessories coming into the competition or you just cruise on them a bit more. But I think the key thing is do not underutilize volume or work, like yeah. sheer work yeah. in the early parts of your journey um, by looking at like what the best people are doing or being told like that, oh, you know, you should only work to X percentage and just do like the top little bit of work and then really pull back. Yeah. It's like... If you feel okay. Yeah, I've got a couple hard. of people jumping in. I've got two people jumping in, like, basically their first or second strong mm. band comp. The events are kind of in there. Yeah. But I think it's a log for reps and we're just doing, like, technique work. Yeah. I can't remember what the farmer's weight is, but we're just doing farmers. Yeah. And there is no deload. It's no. Like go in on Saturday and have fun. Yeah. And lift Enjoy. weights. And they're still doing everything else that needs work. to be done. Yeah. To get stronger on a whole There run. is no comp prep. Yeah. Um, they're like, oh, I think I could probably just jump in. And I'm like, yes, yeah, you can. And, and then, it really doesn't matter. Like the point is to have a fun day to see if you even like competing. Yes. You might do it and go, in the water. I don't really like doing that. And then I guess the other thing to think about is uh, training to get strong is greater than testing to see how strong you are, right? You talked yeah. about the pocket. Yeah. Because if you can stay there as long as possible, which is very boring, powerlifters do it. Very well. Yeah, most powerlifters do it very well. Rather than going, okay, I'm going to do eights, sixes, fours, twos, test. Mm -hmm. And that's your short eight to 12, whatever. Rinse and repeat. Yeah, like why not drag out eights as long as you can until you've kind of exhausted that, which might last six weeks. Mm. Drag out sets of six as long as you can. Drag out sets of five as long as you can. While they're progressing. And it's boring. Mm. You might even hit the same weight two weeks in a row but move it better. Yeah. But like you get really good at those numbers and those numbers are what get you really strong because the volume is still staying that high. That 70, 90% range. Yeah. With a sliding continuum of like volume, like total work yep. and intensity. Yep. That'll obviously change depending on where you are on the spectrum of that intensity or load. Yep. But being in that range in some capacity and doing work within that range yep. for as long as possible is actually where you'll get strong. It's like where intensity meets volume or intersects with volume. Right? Yeah. So I think some of my best log programs was off the back of, I think it was last year. Yeah, six by I, six, I went, five by five, dealio. Well, I just went like, I think I went three by five and it was at 110. And I think I did 110 for like six weeks because mm-hmm. my technique was terrible. It was okay at 110 110 was where it like started to slip mm-hmm. so it was like three by five four by five five by five six by five seven by five and i just did that for like six weeks at yep. the same weight and how it was moving like seventh or eighth set in that final week was so much better than 
first set of week one. Mm. Yeah. And then eventually I went up in weight and all of a sudden I was like, oh, I got like a 10 kilo PB this, and yeah. I've hit a wall for years trying to do this. I just got so good at doing that and just drew it out longer. Mm. But it's boring. You don't yeah. get to send something every 10 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also, it means you're doing like high volume, not for a sh- like you're doing five weeks of like mm. a lot. A lot of work. And a lot of people hate that. Yeah. Depends where you are psychologically with it too. Yeah. And that's where powerlifting does like, oh, you have a comp in six months. Cool. We need six months. Yeah. To get you to that comp. Yeah. And it's a very slow, drawn out, like incremental jump. But it works well, whereas because our sport's so chaotic. Yeah, I guess it depends on we depends on the lift a bit often if you are doing strong man. Yep. You probably the psychological makeup of an athlete makes a big difference. Yeah. If you can do that, that's probably the ideal. Like if you can find a way that interests you to stay in that pocket, fantastic. Because yeah. you're right, powerlifters do it very well. And probably mm. by the nature of a strong man, you'll find that a lot of athletes aren't very good at that. Yeah. Um, or not to think of a program as everything has to be the same. So like if that log has to follow that structure, mm. Because you need to get better at it. Yeah, not everything else. That doesn't else mean the deadlifts that. have to. The no. deadlifts can work up to heavy triples. Yeah. The deadlifts can be out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like we're working on the log yeah. and then this, you can have some fun on this. Which also, I think is lost in coaching. Yeah. Everyone goes, yep, everything's This eight, is the structure across the board. Flat, yeah, I agree. Twos. Like you can have different structures or different ideas on different lifts depending on what's happening. And then also understanding that not everything in the program should be heavy. Yep. Like if you look at your program and you have buy-in to what you're doing in the program – you should understand or hopefully the coach is helping you understand. If you don't understand, you know, ask the question, but what components are what? Like, okay, we're pushing the deadlift and that's going to be heavy. We're using top intensity sets and we're going to focus on whatever else, right? Positioning afterwards in the back downs. But the log, it's okay that it doesn't progress weight-wise. Yeah, you just stay at the same weight. It's going to be at the same weight. We don't have to – people forget that you don't have to push the weights up on everything every week if that's not the goal. Do you know what I mean? Like people go, oh no, but I need to be like, like not all programs are designed to be linearly going up week by week because guess what happens when you do that? Yeah. Well. Even the same with accessories. Mm-hmm. If all your main stuff goes up week by week, yes. by the time you get to your accessories, you're probably not going to keep more grabbing fatigued. the heavier dumbbells. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to run gonna go out. Every week, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think people get stuck in the fact that like everything should be just like moving in this direction. It's like, well, not everything can move in that direction all the time. Yeah. Sometimes things are in there. I'm really like conscious of if we do, you know, we have done this a lot in the past as well, like having dynamic effort days or like lighter days, like technique days, especially if I have an athlete who does split jerk or push jerk, right? Yep. We don't do that heavy every day. You see people go, it's a bit light for me. So I did my banded deadlifts heavy and it's like this. Yeah. 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 It's like the banded deadlifts, like the speed deadlifts. The, the, if I've given you 10 sets of two on your split jerks, it's not supposed to be heavy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's supposed to be light. It's supposed to be like, cool, take the rest that you need to, but it's high amount of sets, low reps, yeah. skill execution. Make sure that feels really good for your heavy day. Yep. Let's cement technique and like how it's feeling to carry you over to a better execution on the heavy day. Yep. So I think it's understanding as well in your programming. Not everything has to be heavy. Not everything has to change, but there's also maybe purposes for things. And we've talked about this before, yeah. I think. If you're um, pressing out your push jerks, like it's too heavy. Yeah. Because what's the point? Yeah. Unless you've got a comp in three weeks and you're just you're doing what you can. Yeah. And then, then potentially, <laughs> right? But like if it's yep. like skill-based or it's like lighter and you're doing like 
three or fives on like push jerks and it's supposed to be like, cool, let's execute, let's get underneath this log mm. and you're not doing that. Well, then we're just cementing bad habits and we're actually yeah. not fast enough um, or we're not skillful enough yet. Yeah. So that's probably the easiest thing. You can still do a lot of volume and then you could still send heavy stones yeah. every week if you mm-hmm. want and find a balance between yeah. everything. If you're inclined psychologically to need to have that like little something, something in the week. Yeah, most people are. Yeah. <laughs> it was that thing if you need a win in the gym because like life's not doing so well. Yeah, most of us need it. Yeah. <laughs> Very much. Uh, thanks for listening. And we will see you in a fortnight time. Fortnight. Time. Fortnight. fortnight. Game. Yeah, maybe we'll just start a um, Twitch. That'll be There's next no way episode. you could last more than 60 seconds playing a video I game. I can't play video games, nah. <laughs> Not a chance. I can't remember what. Did you get an Xbox once? Or was it a PlayStation? <laughs> I got a PlayStation once. Played it for like an hour yeah. and never again. <laughs> I just thought like I was like, uh, I was thinking I need, to, I need something that engages me, but I can have some downtime. All right, because with the stimulus of work and running multiple yeah. jobs and all that sort of stuff, I was like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll get it an X. I like, I, when I was a kid, I liked PlayStation, right? So I'll get that because it'll be engaging, but it's me time and I switch off from everything else. I can't check other stuff, but I'm engaged. And it's kind of like, nah. I bought a PlayStation, bought some games, sat down for an hour, went, nope, <laughs> not for me. Let's go do some shit. <laughs> yeah. I think the only thing I can play continuously is like Mario Kart on switch because mm. i can turn it on i can play three races and yeah go, you can turn it off. i'm done yeah 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 100 percent. maybe that's a bit different maybe i need to address my games choices yeah well the games back then weren't in depth yeah crash bandicoot man yeah you can still get that now i know i like Crash yeah. bandicoot whereas now everyone's like have you played this and i'm like yeah i tried and it took me like 40 minutes to create a character yeah and i'm like <laughs> i haven't even started the game yeah. like i'm not that committed to it <laughs> so it's, uh, as simple as good yeah, yeah. i just want to like I want to spin. I want to crack some boxes open, eat some wampa fruit, and fucking ride a polar bear. You know, how hard that's is that? It. Yeah, that's me done. <laughs> All right, over and out. Have a great day. Yeah. <laughs>